Welcome to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast, where you'll learn how to release the weight and manifest the body and life of your dreams. Every episode, I will be sharing tips, stories, strategies, and guidance that will help you align mind, body, and spirit so you can finally overcome your food and body struggles and fully show up as the high vibe woman you were destined to be. I'm your host, Janice Holt. Now let's get started. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast. Today, I want to talk about the comfort zone, that place where, as the quote says, dreams go to die. Now, I love that quote. Your comfort zone is the place where dreams go to die. Or maybe even the more popular quote, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Because when you stay in that comfortable place, there is no change. There is no growth. There is only sameness. So today I want to talk about the comfort zone and why stepping out of it is required for you to reach your goals, your weight loss goals, your body, your health goals, really any goal that you have. And I'm also going to share some inspiration and tips to help you get out of your comfort zone and start seeing the possibility beyond it so that you can achieve whatever you really want. And the reason why I want to talk specifically about this today is because on Thursday, the day that this podcast releases, I am participating in an ayahuasca retreat. This is going to be my fourth retreat, actually, four in the past four years. So I guess that works out to about one a year. And during my first experience with ayahuasca or yahe, as they call it here in Colombia, The biggest lesson that I got out of that retreat, that experience, that message was about my comfort zone and specifically the message that I will find and achieve my success once I am willing to get out of my comfort zone. Getting out of that uncomfortable place is the path for me to my higher self. Getting uncomfortable in a way that elevates and expands me mentally and emotionally. That is the message that I received. So that is the message that I want to share with you today. And I'm going to do a bonus podcast at another time, sharing all about my experience with ayahuasca and perhaps the other plant medicines that I've experienced. So I'm not going to go into like a really long detail about that today, but I did go through my notes from my first retreat and I wanted to share some of the things today about the lesson that I learned and the message that I received about the importance of understanding my comfort zone and getting past it to reach my goal. So it's one thing to know this idea conceptually. You probably already heard the quotes that I shared earlier and you understand the idea that your comfort zone is what keeps you stuck. But it's another thing completely to really know this deeply and internalize it so that we can be inspired to act beyond it. And that's what I want to really get into today. So let's start with the basics. The definition of the word comfort zone, as the Google says, is one, a situation where you feel safe or at ease, two, a settled method of working that requires a little effort and yields only barely acceptable results, and three, 
a situation in which you feel comfortable and which your ability and determination are not being tested. So basically your comfort zone is where you feel safe and at ease and requires little effort and yields barely acceptable results where your capabilities are never tested. This already does not sound like a really great place that we want to live, right? In past episodes, I've already shared that your brain's job is to keep you safe, conserve energy, and find pleasure. So your brain loves the comfort zone because it's a place where it feels safe and requires very little effort to maintain, except it doesn't give you very much pleasure, and that is what's missing. There is no pleasure or joy in living in your comfort zone. So that nudge, that twinge, that little tug that's within you, that's telling you there's something more that's trying to push you forward, that's still there because your comfort zone is never enough to keep you satisfied because there's no pleasure in it. But what I see a lot of us doing is that we let the safety and the ease of being in the comfort zone override that message, that nudge, that this isn't enoughness, the there's something more, the knowing that where we're at right now isn't ultimately where we want to be. When safety and ease trump seeking pleasure, that's where we get stuck. We want more, but we can't seem to achieve it. We think about the dream and maybe even like a few steps towards it, we start taking, but then we get pulled back into our normal into that sameness in our routines and our habits and our usual behaviors. We get stuck in that place of barely acceptable results. It's like living your life getting a D, right? Like you're passing, you've got a D, you're surviving. It's easy to get that D. You just do the bare minimum. You continue to do what you're doing now. And, you know, you know that you're going to get what you've already gotten out of it, but you pass. It's safe because it's predictable or at least your subconscious brain thinks that it's safe because you're alive and your brain's job is to keep you alive. But are you really? Are you really alive? Are you really living? Just because you're breathing and surviving, is that the definition that you want to live your life by? I'm guessing the answer is no, because you're listening to this podcast. You know that there is something more that you want for yourself. And the path to getting that something more is outside your comfort zone. Getting uncomfortable and learning to be okay with being uncomfortable is the path. So when I went for the first time to do Yahe or ayahuasca, It wasn't at this like five-star fancy resort with all of the amenities. I purposefully found a community that had indigenous roots to the plant medicine that wasn't in it because it was trendy or for the tourist money. They're actually a collective of different tribes and local people who honor the medicine as their connection to their ancestors and to their God. They do these ceremonies for themselves and they allow tourists to join to help expand the collective consciousness, to heal, and to support their ancestral way of life. It's this really grassroots, very natural experience. So picture going to a cabin in the woods where the temperature dips below freezing and it rains most of the time. It was roughing it. 
It was roughing it even for me, and I'm a Northern Ontario, Canada girl. So it wasn't new to me to have this kind of experience, but I moved to Columbia partly for the nice weather. So the idea of doing this is not my idea of a good time. And now add on to the fact that I don't speak Spanish very well. I'm getting better, but definitely four years ago, not so much. And I'm laying down on a mat on a wooden floor in a large medicine house surrounded by strangers. And also by nature, ayahuasca makes you feel nauseous and sick, and you're very likely to get diarrhea and vomiting. So I was already setting myself up to have a very challenging experience that I knew was not going to be so comfortable. But... When I was in it, when I was doing it, I absolutely wanted to back out. I wanted it to stop the first night. Now, ayahuasca itself was a gift, but the environment was what I wanted to get away from. So the first night that I drank the ayahuasca, I really struggled with feeling so uncomfortable, feeling cold, even though I had more than enough layers of clothes and blankets, feeling nauseous, and just generally feeling uncomfortable. And not that I was unsafe, just that it was an unknown environment. And my brain was making me feel very, very um, at out of ease, right? Dis-ease. So instead of opening up to the medicine, I shut it down. I did my drink. I started feeling not great. I started feeling cold and I just rolled over on my little floor on the mat and I tried not to move so that I wouldn't throw up. And I didn't have a second drink either because I felt like I was too extremely cold and I was already just like not not in a really great place. I imagined that there was like a comfy fireplace inside my sleeping bag, which actually did warm me up. And I did have connection to the medicine and I had visions that I received that night. And I knew that that was a good experience, but what was I closing myself off to? I didn't allow the full experience because I was too busy, focused on feeling uncomfortable and trying not to feel bad. Trying to stay comfortable prevented me from getting what I really wanted. But also by knowing that I had a goal and was determined to get the most out of the retreat that I possibly could, I was able to really pay attention to the lessons that I was that I'd learned from that first night, which made the second and my final night of this first retreat incredible. So I had this not so great experience in the fact that I wasn't feeling comfortable. I was feeling cold. I was feeling nauseous. And I kind of just wanted to like get away, not in a scary way, just like I'm really uncomfortable and I'd rather not be here right now because I would much rather be comfortable home in my bed. And then I remembered that, no, consciously I came here for a reason. I came here for an experience and I had my own intentions. And so I really wanted to manage those. So after the first night, I looked at all of that that was going on in my head and I decided that instead of allowing the uncomfortableness to stop me, I was going to use it to my advantage. So I made some really strong decisions about how I was going to handle night number two because what I realized was that I could go through the uncomfortable hard things. I mean, I survived. And honestly, it wasn't as bad as I made it out in my mind. I just kind of made it seem bad in my head and my body responded accordingly. When I was able to picture that fireplace in the sleeping bag, I did actually get warmer. I was able to use my thoughts to change my experience. 
And also because after having experienced the first night, now I knew what to expect for the ceremony and I was consciously able to prepare myself for it because I knew what I didn't want. I didn't want to shut down again like I did for the first night. I was mentally ready to deal with the brain drama that was going to come up for me and I even talked myself through it when I did actually drink the medicine and start to feel uncomfortable again the second night, I actually said to myself, okay, Janice, if you wanted to be all comfortable and warm, you would be home tucked inside your own little cozy bed. So now just stop thinking this and do what you came here to do. So I actually pushed myself harder because I really wanted to have the experience. I didn't want to just roll over and fall asleep like I did the night before and just be all comfy and warm. I sat up, I walked around, I did purge, I got a second drink, and I had the most incredible and enlightening experience. And I felt the message in my bones that the path to my success and my higher self was to get uncomfortable. I didn't just understand it, I knew it. I knew it enough that I couldn't forget it. I knew it enough that I could push myself past my comfort zone when it felt right for me because it was driving me to the place that I wanted to go instead of keeping me stuck in where I was. So now obviously what I just shared is one very detailed way that my comfort zone was holding me back, but it does show up for me every single day. Even making this podcast, I get in my head about it. And this is episode number 35. So that's just an example of how 35 times I've had to get outside of my comfort zone and just show up. Me speaking up at meetings, me creating social posts and hitting send, me asking a server to fix my meal when they got it wrong, those are all examples of getting out of my comfort zone. Wearing clothes with color used to be an example of me getting out of my comfort zone because black was my comfort. I could hide and not worry if things matched or made me look fat. When I was wearing black, I thought this is the best I can do. It was easy, it was safe, and it was comfortable. But nothing ever changes when we stay inside our comfortable little bubbles. If you want change, you have to get uncomfortable. I think a part of me was holding on to my excess weight because I didn't want to draw attention to myself. I wanted to look my best, but subconsciously, I didn't want to get noticed. Being the center of attention, having people notice me is really uncomfortable. Even since I was a teenager, I've always had that. I just wanted to fit in and not stand out. So my size gave me a form of comfort. I hated it, but it was safe. It was a layer of protection from unwanted attention, unwanted attention from men and even from other women. And this is actually a survival instinct to not make waves, to want to fit in because we don't want to get kicked out of our tribe. We're safe in packs, so we need to fit in, especially for women in tribal days. So we have this old wiring system in a new world where that instinct does not apply We are still social animals, but we don't need to play safe and small to survive anymore. So ask yourself, where are you staying in your comfort zone and why? What results would you create if you were okay with getting uncomfortable? 
The last two podcast episodes, I talked a lot about emotional discomfort and dissatisfaction and soothing these feelings with food. It is so interconnected. Your path to creating the results you want starts with allowing yourself to get uncomfortable, to do uncomfortable things, and then to let it lift the veil to show you the truth that it's not really that bad to feel uncomfortable. The idea of feeling uncomfortable is sometimes, most of the time actually, worse than actually being uncomfortable. The anticipation of it can be harder. Just dealing with the uncomfortable thing or the experience can be easier than the thought of the hard thing. It's like this analogy of ripping off the Band-Aid. Thinking about the pain of pulling off the Band-Aid often makes it worse, right? You go like one little stitch and like, hair on your body at a time and you're like oh 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 but if you just rip off the band-aid then it's done and you realize hey that wasn't actually that bad and I got what I wanted I got the band-aid off it's like that but sitting and stewing in the thought of the pain makes it so much worse hating being overweight was way harder than actually losing the weight and processing the emotions that I was afraid to feel, that I was trying to stuff down with food and soothe with food. And you might be thinking that you do try to do hard things. You are trying hard things right now to lose weight and it's still not working. Like you might be cutting back on your food. You might be avoiding eating the things that you love. You might be working out thinking that those are the hard things you need to do, but they're not. Physically, they may be hard. Mentally, they might be tough. But that's not what I'm talking about. That's grind. That's hustle. I'm talking about the uncomfortable things that help us to learn and grow. I'm talking about different things that you're not comfortable doing, but know that you need to do for your greatest good. So as another example, I have always felt really afraid of public speaking. Honestly, I don't know many people who love the idea and are comfortable with public speaking, but when I used to work in corporate advertising, that was part of my job. If I wanted to move forward in my career, I had to be able to present campaign ideas. Once we had this really big pitch to craft foods and I was part of the team that was going to make the presentation, except for the morning of, I got so nervous that I told my boss I just couldn't do it. I was too afraid. So I went to the meeting and I sat in the back of the room while my colleagues did the pitch. I felt so useless in that room because I didn't make a contribution. I was more uncomfortable sitting out and feeling useless than really if I had have just felt those nerves and presented anyway. Now, I could have spent the rest of my corporate career in a lower level position, afraid to learn to present, to speak in public. But instead, I asked for help. I found training in a program for public speaking. I asked my boss to pay for it. And I showed up one night a week for three months. And I did speeches every single week to learn how to be a presenter. This was really hard because as I already shared, I don't like being the center of attention but I still did it because the result at the end was worth it. Now, I still don't love, like I get nervous when I'm public speaking, but I'm willing to do it because I'm willing to get uncomfortable if it's for my greater good. 
And when I ended my corporate career as a marketing director for Coca-Cola, I did the biggest presentation I had ever done to the heads of the Coca-Cola brand in a room full of executives and other marketers, and I killed it. Getting out of your comfort zone is one of the greatest skills and daily practices you could ever do. Do not waste your life settling for barely acceptable results, never testing your abilities to create what you truly want in this world and in your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I also want to remind you that you are invited to do a free weight loss consultation call with me where we will get on a Zoom call and figure out exactly what is happening for you what you need to do to release the excess weight and create a simple plan to get it done. You can book your call at highvibeweightloss.com forward slash call, C-A-L-L. Don't wait, book now. I'm sending you all of the high vibes. Take care. If you love what you're learning on the podcast, you have to check out my free course at highvibeweightloss.com. In this training, I share with you the three key steps you can do right away that will help you get started releasing the weight and elevating your life. Join the free course, get the complimentary guidebook, and get started at highvibeweightloss.com.